Thank you so much for joining us today at our Savior's Church, where we are one church meeting in five different locations. And our goal is to help you on your spiritual journey to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference in the lives around you. If you'd like to learn more about our Savior's Church or how to get involved, visit us online at OurSavior'sChurch.com. I'm just going to read the scripture um, that I'm be coming from. I'm going to pray and then we'll get started, okay? So we're going to start with um, John 13, uh, verse 2 through 5. I'm going to read this NIV version. It says this. The evening meal was in progress and the devil had already prompted Judas, the sons of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. Let's pray together. God, thank you just for this opportunity to get to know you a little better. God, I ask that you use me. God, you make DeMar go away and you speak through my mouth. God, I ask that you open up the heart of every person that hears, God, that they may receive from you. God, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, everybody says amen. Can you also give it up for my friend Cody right here? Love you, man. At student night, I usually watch him go all the way down because it's uncomfortable, but I'm not going to do that today. Um, the title of my message is this, How to Deal with Weight. How to Deal with Weight. I, um, I have a friend. Um, he's a personal trainer. Uh, I don't work out, um, but I have a friend that's a personal trainer, and my friend that's a personal trainer, his name is Ben. He's an incredible personal trainer. He owns his own gym. He's really, really great. I know this from watching him do it with other people, um, but I, he doesn't do it with me because I, I don't work out. Well, one day, he, after years of pressing on me, he finally was like, hey, Damar, I'm not going to train you, but I'm working out. Come jump in with me, okay? Come, come jump in. I do my workout. And um, so if you get personal training, they cater the workout to you and what you can do. Just advice. Don't work out with a personal trainer doing their workout. Like, there's a reason why they're a personal trainer. But me, I'm fresh, you know, and I'm competitive. I'm be honest. I'm pretty competitive. I'm like, you ain't that strong. Okay, like I can keep up. And that I did. I kept up with him. Until the last workout, he said that we're going to do 100 pull-ups to cool down. And I was like, who who cooling down on that? (laughs) Lost your mind. I didn't do that one. But I did the rest of them at his weight, kept up with him. I was feeling good. I played basketball the rest of the day. I felt great. Okay, no issues. Then I went to sleep. (laughs) And I woke up. And, you know, you ever seen a time where, like a, a T-Rex? That was my arms for three days. I couldn't move. I, was, I almost went to the hospital. Uh, my wife, my wife had to help me wash. I mean, like, I know that's TMI, but it was rough. Okay? I, I couldn't move. And since that day, I haven't picked up a weight, and this is why. I, I don't like picking up weight because I don't like the pain I experience after picking it up. And I think, obviously, working out is great for your physical health, debatable, but (laughs) picking up weight is not good for your soul. It's not good for your spirit. 
And today I, I want to kind of address something. We're going to look at um, Hebrews 12 and 1. And um, I'm Pentecostal, so I brought out the King James Version. I love it. It says this, Wherefore, seeing, we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. That basically just means we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Because we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Let us lay aside every weight and sin that upsets us, that stirs us up, that bothers us. And I think we focus as a people, as a church on the sin. But we tend to forget our weight. And I like this scripture because it puts equal weight on both things. Sin is bad. Stop sinning. And y'all know that. But also lay aside your weight. And I think we don't do that. Well, the scripture I read, and we're going to walk through it. I think that John, when he wrote about this, this story with Jesus, that Jesus put on a clinic on what to do with weight. So let's, let's journey together. My, my, I'm going to teach you in three points. Three points on how to deal with weight. Three simple <laughs> points, okay? This is the first one. Identify the problem. We're going to look at John 13, chapter 2. It says this. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. So in this scripture, we see that Jesus knows he already knew exactly what's going to happen. Before I dive into this, uh, identifying the problem is something I think we all struggle with, every single one of us. But I think there's two types of people in the room. If I had to oversimplify it, I think there's two types of people in the room. I, we have our uh, people that ignore the problem, act like it's not there. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the people that something happened and you're like, I'm good. That didn't happen. I'm just not going to think about it. I'm going to, that doesn't exist. You know, like, you're like, it's like, I don't see it. You don't see it. We don't see it. You know, like the, those type of people, like, if I ignore it, you ignore it. It doesn't bother me. That didn't happen. Those type of people that ignore the problem. Can I take a quick commercial break? Just in the message. Um, I'm holding a chair. And I'm, I promise you, I'm, I may be nervous, but I'm not. This is not like a nervous tick or anything. Um, there's a reason why I'm holding a chair. Um, I thought that I could show you what you do. With your weight, with the things that happen to you, the things that bother you, this is what happens. You go do normal stuff. I'm doing, Pastor Dave does this every week without holding a chair. Why is Damar holding it? Who told him? That makes... Look at me sitting up here acting as if nothing, like I'm not carrying nothing. My leg didn't just hit that. That didn't hurt, you know? (laughs) I'm here ignoring the fact that I'm holding a chair. And look, this is the best part. You're watching me hold the chair. I'm pretty sure you didn't hear a thing I said up to the point where I addressed the fact that I had the chair. And I think that's the same thing we do when we look at you while you're holding your weight and you're holding your problems. You ignore them. That's all we can see. That's all we can see. So many of you are harboring bitterness, disappointment, shame. And every conversation you have, 
We're staring at the shame. We're staring at your bitterness. Why? Because it affects you. I move so much more than this. I'm not moving that much. Chair heavy. (laughs) And so is your weight. And so is your weight. And this is the thing. I've been holding this for three minutes. It's been bothering you. Some of y'all been holding weight for 20 years. Mike, I... And the best thing is I'm holding one chair. Many of you are holding a lot. Holding a lot. And this is what I want to do. To, I, I want you to be honest with yourself. Don't be like me the first five minutes. I want you to recognize what you're holding. You have to identify the problem. You have to look for the thing that you're carrying because it's heavy. It's heavy. Hear me, it's heavy. You may ignore it, but it's bothering you. You may act like it's not there, but it's there. We see it. Now it's time for you to see it. You gotta identify the problem. That's the first group though, my ignorers. My ignorers are the first group. The second group are my self-identifiers. I love this group of people. Y'all are, y'all are in tune with yourselves. You know the weight that you're carrying. Let me tell you what you do. You do this. You go, I'm carrying a leg. One leg. This has been heavy. God, help me deal with this leg. Okay, I'm carrying a chair. But some of y'all go, I have this leg. This is what I'm saying. Jesus knew that the devil had convinced Judas to betray him. That is the full picture. This is what we do. I don't like Judas. Something, when he talked to me, it's something about him. I don't know, it's just his vibe is so, uh, the way he speaks to me, I just feel like he doesn't like me. And I don't, I just don't, you know, or I, that hurt me. What hurt you? Oh no, I just feel betrayed. I just feel hurt. I don't know. I don't know what, who says, did someone say something? I don't don't know, but I know I feel betrayed and I need to pray about that. I'm Pentecostal. This is my favorite one. You going through something? Yeah, the devil. The, The devil. It's the spirit. It's just, I'm in spiritual warfare right now. Just pray for me. All of those things may be true, but how can you deal with it without seeing the whole thing? How? What, you going to pray against the devil? Well, Judas and the betrayal still there. <laughs> you going to pray, like, help me deal with Judas. You don't know what he's doing. You're, you have to see the entire picture. And this is the reality, is Jesus was human, but he was also divine. That means he has knowledge that we don't have. We have access to that knowledge, but only through the Holy Spirit. You have to pray and go to God about your issue in order to know your issue. If you're not living a life open to Christ, you're carrying a lot of stuff and you don't know it. For all of those that think they know it, I can promise you if God didn't tell you, you don't know. 
You don't know. Y'all understand what I'm saying. You have to identify the entirety of your problem. That's step one. Step two is this. Surrender it to God. You got to surrender your way to God. John 13, 3. It says this. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. I love that John wrote this next because he's like, oh, Judah's going to betray him. And then immediately he's like, God put everything under his power. This is an act of surrender. When you recognize something's wrong and then you go, you know what, God, you have all control. That's you going, God, it's yours. This ain't mine. This ain't mine to keep. God, you take that. I'm surrendering that to you. Now, before, before I continue, um, can I be honest with you? Um, I sit and listen to messages all the time. And every time a, a, a pastor or someone says, surrender, I'm like, oh, okay, surrender to God. I'm supposed to pray. It's, it's, it's like a Christian buzzword, surrender. So I'm like, actually, can I, can I have some help? Miss, uh, pastor Gabe, can you come stand up here? I'm sorry. Like, he's like right there. Hey, Mr. Elder James, can you come stand right here? Uh, Elder David, can you come stand right here? I'm going to show you that you understand surrender. Because this is what you do. Elder David. I'm going through it right now. Keep help me right now. I'm just, I'm just going through it so much. Oh my God! I just pray for me. Ah! Oh, this is so awful. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you for praying for me. Oh, I appreciate you. You pray so hard. Elder, Elder James, can you pray for me right now? I just, I can't go through it. You, we're here together. Can you talk me through this? You, you be talking and giving great advice. Give me advice. I need help. Okay, I'm going to go do that. Thank you so much, Elder James. Pastor Gabe, you're my pastor. Uh, can you pastor me through this? Can we have a meeting this week? You can pastor me through this. I need help. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank y'all for help. Where's the chair? Thank you. It's, it's funny. It's funny, but it's killing you because you never get rid of the weight. You want to know why? If I weren't built to carry the weight, they weren't built to carry the weight. You have to surrender it. Right, I'm going to ask y'all a really, ba- a really easy question. Basic. Don't overthink it. Where are chairs supposed to go? On, on the ground, on the floor. Yeah, like, so you're telling me that the thing I've been carrying this whole message, I'm supposed to put down on a firm foundation? Like, like, for real, like, look. I, I love this old song. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is what? You know it. And I love the writer because he said it twice in case you didn't get it. All other ground is sinking sand. There's nothing that can hold what you're supposed to be holding other, uh, not supposed to be holding other than Christ himself. But we are here trusting our issues and trusting them to carry it with us when quite honestly, that's why Jesus died on the cross. That's why the Holy Spirit is here. He is your helper. He is your guide. And if you're not consulting with the Holy Spirit, Pastor Gabe has a lot of wisdom, but there ain't nothing he can do. There ain't nothing your friends can do, your wife, your husband, your kids. 
Ain't nobody can give you the wisdom you need other than the Holy Spirit. Partner with the Holy Spirit. Pastor Gabe is powerful. You got got to surrender it to God. You have to. You got to give it up to him. You can't walk every day carrying it. That weight, that thing you've been carrying since you were a kid, got to put it down. You got to. You have to. But here's the thing. Surrender takes two things, and it takes a lot of things, but I'm going to boil it down to two. It takes faith and fear. Surrender takes faith and fear, and I think these two places is where we struggle as Christians. Faith is... I. I'm going to define faith a little differently in this scenario. Like, usually you think faith is like, oh, I believe God can do it. I think faith in this scenario when talking to surrender is God wants to do it. God loves you so much that he wants to relieve you from the things you're carrying. And there's a scripture in the Bible that I love. It's 1 Peter 5, 6 through 7. It says, likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject to one. Am I reading the wrong scripture? I am. I'm going to look up there. I copied the wrong one in my notes. Wow. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Before I read seven, keep it up there. You have to humble yourselves. A lot of the time you're carrying things because you're not walking in humility. Pride is based in insecurity. Majority of the time when you're prideful about something, you're actually insecure. If you walk in humility, you walk in security. And the only thing we can be secure in is in our Savior. And God Almighty and the Holy Spirit. Verse 7, casting all your care upon him. I love this last part. For he cares for you. Humble yourselves. And then give Him everything, your cares, what's bothering you, give it to him. That weight that you've been carrying for way too long, give it to him. Why, Damar? Because he cares, he loves you. He loves you. I I can't stand watching my wife be upset about something. Man, any husbands in the room that just doers? Like, you, she's just talking, and she's like, this is so frustrating to me. And I'm like, what do you want me to do? What do you want me, like, help? Like, what can I do? You want me to hit them? You want me to, like, what do you want me to do? And I believe that's the same way our Heavenly Father looks at us. He's going, you're, you're, you're heavy. It's bad. It's hard. You're walking. It's hard. Give it to him because he's going, what? what? Let me help you. Give it here. What? what do you want me to do? Come on. Like, help. Give it. Give it away. You can't keep it. You have to surrender it to him. Now, that's faith. It's believing that God loves you so much that he doesn't want you to walk heavy. He doesn't want you to walk heavy. But then there's fear. And the fear of the Lord is something, Pastor Gabe talks about this all the time. He says this all the time. It's lost in this world today. I would say this generation, but it's really this time. It's from babies to 99. People don't talk about the fear of the Lord. And I love the fear of the Lord because it's, yeah, God is, we should be scared. But if you're scared of God, you know what he's capable of. And a lot of us aren't scared of God because we don't really understand how big he is. You don't understand how much he can handle. 
So when we fear God, let me read you the scripture in Psalms that tells you what happens. I, I love this. Cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. Ah, uh, the second part to me is the best part. He will never let the righteous be shaken. Not only will he keep you, he'll protect you. And a lot of things that we're holding on to, can I tell you what you're doing? You're protecting yourself. You're telling yourself that you're keeping yourself. You're not a keeper. You're not a sustainer. You're a child looking for a father. And a father to protect you. Can we be honest with ourselves? We don't like being vulnerable because we don't feel protected. But when you fear God and you believe in him, it's all the protection you need. Because you have a God that's big. I, I love this. You have a God that can destroy your body and your soul. But one that doesn't want to. We'd rather use all that power to save you. Jesus could have flipped this whole world upside down, but instead he laid up on a cross. Do you, for you, to sustain you. So why are we carrying burdens? Why are we carrying issues? Why are we so heavy? Give it up. Give it away. Not to your friends. To God. Get on your knees. Cry out to him. Pray. <laughs> he wants it. And he can handle it. Y'all understand what I'm saying? He can handle it. And then the last point. Is serve them. We serve them. Um, John 13, 4 through 5, it says this. So he got up from the mill, took off his outer clothing, wrapped a towel around his waist. Man. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Um, this one, can I be honest with you, I struggle with this one because I'm, uh, I'm human. Um, I'm, like, I'm like, God, I'm writing this message. And I'm like, God, like, I'll give it to you. What you do next? I'm like, you wash them feet. I don't know, man. <laughs> like, I'm, can I be, can't do, I got, I got daddy issues. My, my father was not in my life. Um, uh, for the majority of my life. I've seen my dad maybe eight times. I think it's eight. Um, I didn't meet, I didn't know that my stepfather wasn't my dad till I was seven years old. Um, just not a part of my life. And I, something I'm working through. And I'm like, you know what, God, I'll give it to you. Boom, give it to you. And then it's like, wash their feet. <sighs> I don't know about that one. Um, <laughs> washing, ooh. So I went through some, some versions of this last point, and I, I kind of settled on one, but I want to walk you through the versions of it. My first one was like, you know what? I wish John would have wrote Judas' feet, right? I, John wrote the disciples' feet, and it bothered me. We all know, we're here for the story. He washes Judas' feet. The man that's going to betray him, lying to his face, and he got down and washed his feet. 
Jesus killed him with kindness. That's what I like. I'm like, Jesus looking at him in the eye like, I know what you're going to do, but look at me be better than you. Like, that's, that is what I, that's what I wanted out of that, right? Y'all laughing because that's not right. <laughs> Woo, Jesus is not like that, so I can't, I can't get up here and tell you that one. That's, but then I got a second one that I thought was a little, little better, right? So I, I grew up Pentecostal, and everything in me is like, you know what? Jesus carried Judas for three years. And then in this moment, John is writing about Judas and how he would betray. And we know that Jesus surrendered it to God. But Judas, right here, the thing he was carrying, if Judas didn't do what he did, Jesus wouldn't be in the glory that he's in, right? So in my brain, the thing you're carrying is the thing you're supposed to step up on, right? That's that, that, like, the thing you've been carrying around, God put in your life to get glory out of it. But if you're carrying it, you can't step up on it. You can't get to, I even, I even have a, a story. It, back in the day when I was, I was super short growing up, still kind of short, but not super, right? And I, my mom would go, get the salt out the cupboard. I was too short to reach the cupboard. So I would carry a chair and set it down in front of the cupboard and I would get up, open the door, get the salt. And a lot of the things that we're dealing with, a lot of goals and places that we want to go, we got to carry the weight, put it down, step up on it so we can finally reach what God has for us, right? Here's the problem with that though. I think it's true. I think that could be applicable, but I, I don't think I can draw that out of the scripture because John didn't put Judas. He said the disciples. So it bothered me. It bothered me. I, why did John write the disciples? I believe that it was divine. I believe that God took, used them. It was God-inspired, Holy Spirit-breathed word. John put the disciples for a reason, and I think this is it. The story to the story was never about Judas. So why am I trying to make the story about Judas? The story is not about your weight. So why are you spending all your time making it about your weight? That the story was never about what Judas did. It was about what God had for Jesus to do. I'll put it in this way. Uh, don't let your problem distract you from God's purpose. And that's what I did reading the story. I said, Judas, ooh, Judas. Like, get Judas. Yeah, Judas was the stepping stone. No. Jesus would have washed feet anyway. It didn't matter what Judas did. It didn't matter what he said. It didn't matter how much he betrayed him. It don't matter how much money he took. None of that mattered. What mattered is God had a purpose on Jesus' life when he was on earth, and Jesus fulfilled that purpose. But the problem that we walk into is that we allow the weights that we're carrying to distract us from what God has for us. And it's sad. It hurts. Because we have a bunch of people not fulfilling potential because of what you're walking through. When it's never even about that. What it's about is the love for God that he has for you. But we forget it. Because we're carrying the weight. We spend our whole lives ignoring the weight. We spend our whole lives trying to address the weight. When your eyes should be on Jesus.
when your ears should be open to the Holy Spirit. Not this. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because if it did or didn't happen, God still has a purpose for you. Man, maybe this does have something to do with your purpose. Maybe God will reveal things to you about this thing. But it's God that's doing it. And your attention should be on what God needs and wants from you. That's it. This is the part where I really need you to hear me. Stop focusing on this. Focus on him. I'm not saying ignore this. It's like a mirror. Her mom used to say this. When she would preach, she would go, when you're standing looking at a mirror, it's way over there. You can kind of see your outfit. See how good you look. You know, you get a little closer, you start to see some wrinkles. You get a little closer, you start to see blemishes on your face. You start seeing how white your teeth really are. That's your relationship with Christ. You're distant from him. You can't see anything. But as you start to draw closer and closer to our father, he starts to reveal things in you. But I'm asking you to let him do it. And the way you do that is you do the thing he asked you to do. And you keep going to him. You keep praying. Don't let church hurt keep you from church. Don't let what the pastor said bother you. Don't let a political election, don't let no friends, no parents, kids, whatever you think it is. Don't let it keep you from your father because that should not have any effect on your relationship with Christ. Ever. And that's where Jesus put on a clinic for us. Because he went through something worse than we've ever been through. And he never got distracted. Never. Not once. We got to stop letting the devil win. Because his real, his kill, steal, and destroy, and I'll add a fourth, distract. Because if he can't do those three, he can get you away. He can get your eyes turned. Don't let him do it. Focus on God. Let go of the weight. Focus on God. Surrender the weight as he as he points out blemishes, let him clean them up. Don't get discouraged. Keep going. Keep going for the prize of the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. Keep going. Keep running the race. Stop stopping. We got one big break. It's COVID. You got one. Thank God. Come back. (laughs) Stay. Because you need it. Life is better with God. Life is better free. Don't we want freedom? That's how you get it. Focus on God. So this is what we're going to do. I'm going to try a little exercise. Is that okay with you? I'm going to try a little exercise. Like this ain't the salvation prayer, so stay with me. Okay? I'm going to try a little exercise. I want this for everybody in the room. I want you to do this. We're going to do step one and step two. Step three is a lifelong process of continuing to follow Christ. You'll never be done with that. So step three, we can't do. But we're gonna try step one and step two. So what we're gonna do is, I, I want everybody to close your eyes. Step one is identify your problem. And remember, you can't do it on your own. I believe that some of you in the room are thinking 
as soon as I started preaching, God brought something to your brain. I want you to ask God to show you the entirety of that right now. I'm gonna give you about 30 seconds to do that. That's okay? All right, so everybody close your eyes, bow your head. And I want you to pray and ask God. You can do it out loud. You can do it in your head. God, show me my weight and go. God, as we come humbly to you, God, we ask that you just start to reveal in us what's in us. God, we're tired. But you ask, you told that the, the people that are weak and weary, that we need to go to you so you can give us rest, God. We need rest. We've been caring a lot for years. God, I ask that you begin to reveal to every open heart in the room what's, what you need from them, what you need out of them. God, what the thing that you're putting your finger on, I ask that you begin to press on it more and more throughout this week, throughout this year, God. Let them deal with the issues that they need to deal with. In Jesus' name, we're gonna do step two. Uh, step two is surrender it to God. And we're gonna have a moment. This is the real exercise. I'm gonna ask everybody in the room to stand with me. Again, still not the salvation prayer, I promise. This is what we're gonna do. There, can you put that line on the wall? It's God, you can have it. We're gonna say those words over and over and over again. And this is why I, I realize that a lot of times when you speak things, your heart begins to align. That's why we declare things in worship and we sing them and we explain what we're singing and we sing it again and we sing it again because we want it to really sink in. And today, I don't want you to leave without a posture of surrender to God. And the way you get that is going, God, you, you can have it. And I, look, I, I, I almost wrote, God, you can take it. Mm -mm. I want you to give it. So if you honestly, I'm gonna ask everybody to say it, but I want you to honestly say it. We're gonna lift our hands straight up like this. This is a posture of surrender going, God, you can have your way. If you need to read it, you can read it. But I want you not in your brain, audibly with your mouth, over and over again. I'm gonna say it with you. I want you to say these words until you feel it down in your soul. Until you feel it releasing. I believe that the Holy Spirit can do something amazing today if you let him. Are you ready? Come on, say, God, you can have it. Come on, say, God, you can have it. Come on, take it. Say, God, you can have it. God, you can have it. Come on, God, you can have it. Close your eyes. God, you can have it. There's no one beside you. God, you can have it. God, have your way. God, you can have it. We surrender to you. God, you can have it. 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 Come on, God, you can have it. God, you can have it. God, take it away. God, you can have it. God, we surrender to you in this moment, God. We surrender to you, Jesus. 
God, we turn our hearts in a posture of surrender to you. God, we're tired of carrying this weight. God, take it from us. God, you can have it. We don't want it anymore, God. It hurts, God. It's painful. The betrayal, God. The hurt. The problems, God. The mama issues. The daddy issues, God. All the issues in this room represented, God, you can have it, God. We can't take it anymore. We can't bear it on our own. God, have your way. God, you can have it. 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 He's doing something. God, you can have it. God, you can have it. We release it to you. God, you can have it. God, you can have it. God, you can have it. We don't want it anymore. Thank you, Jesus. Move in this place. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray.